When I was in the process of launching this show, I tinkered with the title quite a bit. Plenty of thoughts crossed my mind, and when Authentic Avenue crossed it, I thought, hey, that's pretty good. I like it. It's got a ring to it. Nowadays, I really like it to the point that I put a ring on it. What does that mean? Well, you'll find out on today's Authentic Avenue. Holden, a DTC brand producing custom wedding rings for the modern couple. Andrew Lim is one of their co-founders and you'll be meeting him today. And he's taken the brand from interest at a flea market to inclusivity on your finger. We focus on that word as well as authenticity, obviously, quite a bit on this show. And today it not only exists in the product design, but also the customer experience, the sourcing, all the way to the partnerships that this brand holds. So you'll not only learn about this business and what it brings to market, but you'll also learn about what happens when you build inclusively from the beginning, as opposed to an organization that simply claims they're inclusive, but needs to adapt to it over time. That plus advice on how to get there if you do have to adapt to it. And if you listen all the way to the end of this, you'll also get a promo code, so be on the lookout for that. So sit back, relax, open up that jewelry drawer, and listen in as I get real with Holden and Andrew Lim. For whatever reason, a lot of people around me that I know are, uh, well, they're deciding to get married. And I don't actually know if this is a, a result of, like, 2020, everybody's stuck at home together, so they might as well, you know, that was their proving ground, and now they're doing it. But regardless, I've got somebody on today who has probably seen that trend as well. It's Andrew Lim from Holden. Andrew, thanks so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks so much uh, for having me on. Have you noticed that as well? Yeah. And uh, it's been really interesting um, the last couple months, um, you know, as we're navigating through the pandemic, just sort of, uh, you know, what what couples are sort of deciding to do. Um, you know, to be honest, at the start of the pandemic, uh, I thought that there was going to be, you know, just kind of a big halt on on all wedding activity uh, and, you know, everything would just kind of get postponed. Um, what we've actually found is that uh, a lot of couples are sort of taking this as an opportunity to just kind of say, you know what, um, we love each other. Why don't we, you know, do it the way we want to do it and, uh, you know, maybe keep it small, um, do something outdoors, possibly, um, you know, elope. Uh, and so also, you know, do a, do a wedding over Zoom. So we've sort of just found... Um, that the silver lining to, to all of this um, is that, uh, you know, couples are getting creative and uh, they're moving forward with um, all sorts of different kinds of weddings. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've heard of the Zoom wedding. Now, obviously, the two people involved aren't virtual to each other, but that you can uh, really opens up the guest list. <laughs> you can have as many people as you want watching on it. And I've had some friends of mine who have who have attended these sorts of ceremonies if they are you know, hundreds of miles away and they're not going to travel, get on a plane, whatever. It's very interesting. Um, now you are seeing uh, a piece of this trend, obviously via what you do, what you produce. So I want to give the, you the opportunity to talk about that and and why you founded Holden. And um, before, so just so we tease this out for the listeners, let's go all the way from the flea markets to today. What, what, what's this story looked like for you? And, and, and what is Holden? Sure, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll start by just kind of, you know, saying what Holden is. So, uh, you know, we enable couples to uh, easily purchase and uh, design custom wedding rings online. 
you know, through a really welcoming and inclusive experience. Uh, and, you know, the, the reason why we started Holden uh, is my co-founder, uh, Simon Zhang, and I, uh, you know, we, we were running another jewelry company before called Mujo. And, you know, the, <laughs> what we would do was uh, we would sort of on Saturday mornings, you know, wake up and go to um, all these markets around New York City. Um, if you've uh, kind of been here before, uh, you might be familiar with uh, Artists and Fleas. There's also another market um, in Chinatown called Canal Street Market. And, you know, we had a very kind of minimalist line of jewelry that was bracelets, rings, um, as well as some pendants. And yeah, we would just kind of set up shop on Saturday mornings and uh, just talk to a lot of customers that way. And what, what we ended up finding was that a lot of couples would come up to us and say, hey, we love your rings. We want to get these as wedding bands, but can we personalize them a bit? You know, can we pick our design, choose a metal, add an engraving? And, you know, we, we said, sure. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure at this point it's like, you have like dollar signs going off almost and you're like, oh yes, yeah, absolutely. We could do that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when it's really early on, you're, you're trying to like find product market fit and just kind of provide, you know, a service. And if someone's willing to, you know, trust you with that, um, you know, that was something that like we found to be, um, something that really gave us the push to, to be able to provide something that people wanted. So uh, we kept getting a lot of those requests. How many of those requests did you get before you decided like, well, we really got to, we really got to bump up production of this specific thing. Like how many markets in a row were you like, damn, these people keep asking about this customization. What is going on? Yeah. Uh, it sort of happened, uh, naturally. And, um, the other big piece was while we were hearing all these requests, we also just heard a lot of horror stories that couples had while, while shopping for jewelry, especially with wedding bands, uh, you know, if you go into the store, it can be sort of this uh, awkward experience. Um, you know, there could be a salesperson who might be making all these assumptions about you, um, and it's sort of a, an intimidating experience. Uh, and then if you go online on a lot of other websites, it can just sort of be overwhelming how many options there are. You feel like you're filtering through all these different pages. There's not a lot of transparency. And the biggest thing is that uh, a lot of the kind of the branding and the marketing uh, of wedding rings is extremely normative. Um, and that can be just, you know, very uncomfortable and unwelcoming to a lot of couples. So what you've done is to make this a little bit more inclusive. Now, I'm going to play a little bit ignorant here because I uh, just want to know how you define that. Is it just the, the opposite of normative and uh, also, how that factors in to how you consider um, when Holden is operating, of course, authentically, that, that being the, the focus uh, of this. Um, because, you know, you have you were in the jewelry game for a little while mm -hmm. before this came about. Was that something being inclusive that you had to adapt to, adjust to, something that you just had to newly focus on? I mean, because the reason I'm asking this, really, is because... Uh, people come on the show from time to time, and I've interviewed brands before who are like, oh, we're really inclusive. And why are we inclusive? Because it's, it's the thing to do. You know, it's that's what you must do. But right. I haven't really asked about like, well, when when did that become such a priority? Obviously, it is a priority, but I just want to 
learn more about the, the inners of that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's a great question. Um, you know, for us, it was always really important um, to, to be honest and authentic about, you know, why we were doing things. And, you know, the, the real catalyst was uh, kind of just seeing the looks on, um, you know, these couples faces when they like when they found us and they realized that we were willing to to make their custom design come to life and also just pass, you know, zero judgment on sort of what um, who they were as a couple. And, uh, you know, I personally just have, you know, experience from growing up feeling, you know, excluded from certain things um, just because of, you know, being a minority. Um, I, I felt that pain of, you know, walking into a store and just, you know, having to look in the salesperson's eye. And that's something that I never wanted any of my customers to ever feel, um, you know, whether uh, they're an LGBTQ couple or a minority couple. Um, it just didn't make any sense to us that everything on a lot of websites um, and kind of advertising was, you know, very gender neutral. Um, and also um, just very normative when it came to the types of people that um, they would portray. So um, it sort of was an organic kind of realization that we had that was just backed up by, you know, personal experience and really kind of defined how we wanted to run Holden. And so I'm hoping that that also was reflected in people coming to you and being appreciative of that specifically. I mean, have you, cause like, here's another thing that I've always been wondering about when folks tell me, Oh, we have a very inclusive experience and inclusive product. And that's, that's wonderful. I mean, I think that frankly, most big brands and really any brand who's thinking about things are like, Oh yeah, well we have to be inclusive. Cause like it's, it's like wrong to not be, but do you hear that like a actual appreciation for that in the community and the market and the consumers that you sell to, or is that just like table stakes and it doesn't really matter what they would say? Cause you're going to be it regardless. No, it, it makes a huge difference. Um, you know, we actually have this program um, for, uh, for customers that they can sign up for a free ring size kit. And uh, part of that flow, that welcome flow for customers is uh, we offer them a chance to um, give me a call uh, and speak with me for 10 or 15 minutes. And, um, you know, I, I do uh, quite a number of these calls every week. Uh, and it's something that I, I really enjoy just being able to get that direct feedback from customers. Uh, and uh, in a significant portion of those calls, especially from from couples who, um, you know, might be in the LGBTQA community um, or in the minority community, um, they tell us that uh, it's such a breath of fresh air to be able to go on your website uh, and feel that I'm actually welcomed and celebrated um, and not just, you know, kind of being pandered towards because it's the right thing to do. I think when a brand um, is authentic about it, um, it really comes across. And when a brand is just kind of doing it to, to check a box, um, that also comes across um, to the customer. It's funny that specifically in the wedding and marital and bridal specifically space, I, I've heard this a lot that there are people out there who do not, or perhaps they just check the box, but it's painfully clear. And I had that first conversation. I had a I had a conversation earlier this year, um, off of this podcast about uh, the bridal space, and I'd heard that. And so it's interesting to hear you echo that. Um, if I could ask, then it seems that this is a huge part 
of your personal authenticity. Do you have a specific definition of that word or like a North Star or a central pillar that Holden operates from that allows you to manifest either partnerships or initiatives or products which embody that that authentic Holden way? Yeah, I think, you know, broadly, authenticity to me means um, having a strong belief or conviction behind why you're doing something and then, you know, actually taking action um, to make that happen. Uh, and so, you know, for Holden, uh, kind of the main um, points that we take very seriously uh, as a brand are, uh, number one, um, you know, offering a high quality product uh, at an affordable price. Uh, you know, with a lot of jewelry companies, you can get a custom ring, uh, but you'll have to pay an arm and a leg for it. Um, or, you know, you can get something that's more affordable, but then not really have it be, you know, the design that you want or have it offer all the features that you're looking for um, in creating a custom ring. Uh, you know, number two, uh, it's creating uh, an experience that is really welcoming and inclusive, um, like I mentioned, um, and kind of doing it in a way where uh, every couple kind of sees themselves uh, represented um, in sort of uh, all the messaging. Uh, we're extremely uh, conscientious about, uh, you know, being able to uh, have everyone be represented. Uh, and the big thing is we, all of our rings are gender neutral. So we will never say his or her rings. Uh, our philosophy is, you know, we just want you as the customer and as the couple to be able to pick exactly the designs that you want and then not have any sort of normative language around it and sort of make you feel like you're doing the wrong thing, um, which is a lot of feedback that we had gotten. Um, and then the final thing is uh, just being um, really conscientious in making uh, everything as uh, sustainable as possible. Um, you know, we, we work with recycled precious metals and we work also with lab grown diamonds, which is something that's really important to us just knowing exactly with 100% clarity, um, exactly where um, the diamonds are being sourced from. And since we custom make every ring to order, um, there is you know, zero waste uh, and shrinkage when it comes to excess inventory. Whenever we get returns, uh, you know, we'll melt the metal down and make new rings with it. Um, and everything's done locally um, from start to finish in New York City. So that kind of cuts down on our carbon footprint as well. So especially in the way that you operate as a business, this these are uh, central qualities which together reflect your authentic way. I'm also hearing that the way in which consumers interact with you, their experience is um, you know follows these lines. What about what you're doing externally? I know you're doing a couple of partnerships, one in particular with the Trevor Project. Can you explain that a little bit more and, and why, uh, why that partnership exists and um, what it means to you? So the Trevor Project, uh, they are really an incredible organization. Uh, they provide uh, support and resources to LGBTQA young people, um, especially ones um, that... Um, are you know going through a, a difficult moment um, with uh, and having um, struggles with uh, suicidal thoughts, uh, and so we when we first came across um, the Trevor Project, uh, 
And we, when we started talking to them, we just sort of instantly felt this uh, connection with what they were doing. And, you know, we've heard from a lot of our customers uh, time and time again, just how amazing it is uh, to, you know, find their partner uh, and really feel that love, uh, especially from our LGBTQA couples. Uh, and so, you know, we felt that it was important to be able to give back to uh, an organization that supported uh, young people so that they would be able to get through that difficult time in their life to to reach adulthood, uh, you know, and find a partner uh, and find that find that joy and happiness. Um, so, yeah, we, we couldn't be, um, you know, happier with uh, sort of the work they're doing and just kind of being able to support them every month. So whether it be internal or external, whether it has to do with the partnerships that you hold, the product that you make, or the people that you serve, it seems that you are are sticking to these to these core values, and I, I haven't heard a single wavering of that. And that that's nice because you know when I um, when I if I've talked to other folks and they say oh we're super inclusive and, they, and normally it really just talks about one part of the business because as I said before people adapt to this inclusivity. Oh, we have to be inclusive. Oh, so that we're going to we're going to start being inclusive in every single way. And I know I'm sticking to that word a lot, but it's just a um, a philosophy that a lot of organizations have and it takes a while to fully take over sort of an operation of a thing. And so it's nice to hear that for you it probably started out that way, but that you haven't ever wavered from it or haven't ever needed to. My uh, I got Two more questions really within this, which is that um, the first one's looking forward and the second one's looking for advice for us, the listener. But um, you and I have both seen now um, through this year uh, certain trends and behaviors of people and uh, have certainly had an impact on your business, of course, probably for the better. I'm curious, what are you looking forward to now through uh, through 2021 and beyond for, uh, for Holden in general? What are you looking forward to? I think that, you know, right now, uh, our focus is uh, just creating the best, you know, wedding band shopping experience possible. Uh, you know, we, we had thought about expanding, uh, you know, our, our product line uh, in 2020, um, but just sort of given, uh, you know, the pandemic, uh, it really helped us to just kind of focus on, um, on this category uh, and kind of just understanding the the importance that um, the wedding ring had to a lot of couples um, made it something that we want to uh, really double down on. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing is that with these couples that are moving forward with their weddings, a lot of other um, parts of the, uh, you know, the big day uh, are sort of getting canceled. Um, but the wedding rings are sort of, you know, the one like tangible uh, item that, um they, that they definitely need for it. And so we've sort of kind of felt uh, an increased responsibility in just making sure that, you know, every couple uh, is, you know, getting the, the rings that they want and also getting them on time um, to really kind of make the day special. Uh, you know, I think for next year, uh, we're looking into expanding uh, into some other product categories uh, within jewelry. We've had a lot of couples tell us like, hey, you know, we love our wedding ring so much and we had um, just a really great experience with you. So, uh, you know, we're interested in kind of getting other pieces. Uh, and so, you know, uh, I, I think it is time for us to um, think about expanding um, beyond just wedding rings. Well, I look forward to seeing, and I'm sure the prospective couples out there will look forward to seeing what that is. Certainly uh, for, for this host who recently got 
engaged in the last uh, six or eight weeks. It is uh, interesting and, and timely. Let me round out with something that doesn't require nuptials. Uh, you know, instead just uh, requires your, your thoughts and thoughts for us. And uh, the reason for this final question, which seeks advice, is because listeners to this show either run brands or are seeking to build them, generally. Or they're just learning about the craft. And this word, authenticity, has it's, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's sort of this, this lumbering word that can mean a whole bunch of different things and can absorb a whole lot. Inclusivity is another one of those words, and perhaps... For you, these two walk hand in hand. But I have to ask before going, how, if I am going to build a brand, or if I curate one now, how I carve my own avenues to authenticity? Does it start with sticking to a pillar like inclusivity and never wavering from it? Does it rely on uh, input, whether at a flea market or elsewhere? Right. How do you... I don't know if I get started on the path, but how do you think about it? Are there, are there some best practices you've picked up along the way? Are there some ways not to do it? I'd be curious for your take as we round out. Yeah, I think it is about um, finding a balance between um, things that are really, really important to you, uh, as well as listening to what is really, really important um, to your customer. Uh, I think you know when you're looking for product market fit, it's really the, uh, the confluence of, of those two things um, where, where magic really happens. And, um, you know, you can really tell when customers um, either think that your product or solution isn't just like something that is usable, but is like something that really kind of changes, changes their life and is something that um, is like what they've been looking for is when, you know, they're willing to not only just like mention that they like it, but like go out of their way at, you know, like, uh, like a dinner party and just start talking about it. Um, so <clears throat> what you want to do is, you know, be honest with yourself, like what is it that you care about, but then also make sure, you know, to validate that um, with, with your customers uh, and find that, find kind of that sweet spot of um, giving them that kind of tears you know, tears of joy, happiness moment when um, your product or solution really solves their problem or gives them, you know, an incredible amount of delight. Yeah, that'll certainly be a match made, uh, well, somewhere. And so, um, you know, for, for your contributions in, in helping those matches be solidified with, with the product that you have, but also for the story that you had to tell today uh, about uh, the A word, the I word and everything in between. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks so much, Adam. I did want to mention, of course, that promo code that I said you would get if you listened all the way through here. And so, here it is. Promo code on highholden.com is AA25 for $25 off your first order. Again, that promo code is AA25. $25 off. Go get it. Thanks, Andrew, and thanks to you, the listener, for tuning into the show today. If you've liked what you've heard ever since I've launched this in September, I'm getting towards the end of 2020 here. Here's a holiday gift you can give me, a simple rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I'll even read it out at the top of a subsequent show. And you can also follow me elsewhere on social, LinkedIn, at Authentic Avenue, and also Adam Connor. Of course, I'm there personally, doing things in a little more fun way on TikTok at Authentic Adam, and finally via email, adam at AuthenticAvenueMedia.com. Say hi, tell me who I should have on the show next, or hey, if you're looking to build your own podcast, I got a ton of ideas about how you might do that. 
This has been your host, Adam Connor, saying until I get real again with you, thanks for taking a walk with me down Authentic Avenue.